you're listening to the Commercial Finance Podcast by Lee Chandler, where we discuss industry insights, tips about lending, capital finance, business acquisitions. The worst investment you can have is cash. Real estate acquisitions. Your financial advice depends on who you are. And everything in between. This is the Commercial Finance Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Leland Baptist here, and I wanted to give you guys an awesome, awesome opportunity. So if you are a business owner, if you're an investor, and guess what you're going to need? You're going to need a bank account to house all that money, right? Passive income and active income. So if you're looking for a bank account, one of my suggestions is for you to look at North One Bank. North One Bank is a virtual online bank account. I know you were thinking, I thought about it too, like, man, how am I going to initiate wires. Well, you do it literally from your home. No more going to the bank and having to sign off as you transfer money from one area to the other, or you wire things from one company to the other, right? All you have to do is go to lelandbaptist.com slash north one. That's lelandbaptist.com forward slash north, N-O-R-T-H, one, O-N-E, Set up your free account, and because you use that special link, you are going to get $75 when you open your account. They're literally going to pay you for that. Now, what's great about North One is that you can utilize it anywhere. It's virtual banking, and there's no issues, uh, no additional fees necessary. So if you're a business owner, or you're looking to open up another account for your business or for your investment accounts, try it out. Go to lelandbaptist.com forward slash North One. You'll be happy that you're there. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I'm excited. Hank, are you excited? Man, I'm so excited. I can't I can't stand it. I'm about to wet my pants. <laughs> Woo! Well, in that case, in that case, hold your britches, hold your britches, hold them tight. Uh, yeah, you know, like, hey, yeah, yeah, I think, and and I say that, Leland, because sometimes in life, the things just start to happen. I, I use the I use the the analogy about popcorn. You know, you you put it in the microwave, you put it in a pot, whatever. You know, and you sit there, and for the first minute or so, nothing happens. Nothing happens. You know, and then all of a sudden you might smell it, but it's still you don't hear it popping. And then all of a sudden it starts to pop, you know. So So we have been working hard for the last year. Yeah. And and, and we're going to we're going to be touching on that topic and maybe I'll wait for COVID, you know, but it's the idea that it impacted how we do do what we do. Yeah. When we do where we do and who we do too <laughs> yeah and who we do it with yeah you're right absolutely absolutely you know but i'm giddy i'm giddy because we're still standing yeah praise god okay we have been flexible um we we, we have been forward leaning um we've been determined 
Um, and we've been focused. Now, that's not the be all, the end all, but it's the idea that I think that there has to be a basic foundation, a basic understanding of the goal. That's right. And our goal is to help people. At the at the at the end of the day, mm-hmm. we are here because there are so many people. There's, I mean, and by so many, I mean hundreds of millions of people in mm-hmm. the United States of, alone have been convinced, without a shadow of a doubt, that there is only one way to exit a burning building. Oh, man. And that one way that many have been taught is the stock market. And again, there mm-hmm. is, we're not saying the stock market is evil. We're not saying that the stock market is all these other things. What we are saying, though, is the stock market is not the only way to generate wealth. As a matter of fact, our banks, our cities, our counties, and even many companies that some people work for all vest in something totally different than the stock market. But 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 here but here here's a here's a here's a caveat to that because I agree with you. But a lot of people don't think they can afford to invest, and 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 that is that is the critical piece. Yeah. They don't think they can afford to invest, and I'm just saying can't afford not to. Mm. You know, Yoda Yoda says do or do not. There's no try. Okay. Yeah. But if you haven't made a decision, if you haven't made a plan, what, what good is it? You know, you're just blowing in the wind. Blowing in the wind. Uh, it's, a, it, it's, it's wet, my dad would say, something else in the wind. I say blow. I told you my daddy was a smart man. Hank, um, earlier today, I saw something, mm-hmm. read something that was pretty important. And it, well, it's, at least it stood out to me. And it says, saving money will get you from lower class to middle class. Investing money get you from middle class to upper class. I, I can't say that maybe in theory that might be. But as I've said time and time again, you put your money in the bank and and you're paying them to keep your money it's difficult to get ahead you might continue to in to to increase the size of the pot but it'll depend on what you call yourself saving because i and because i i'm doing something later on today about about uh, alternative investment and i think this is a good point and we talked about it a couple times, a couple couple sessions ago. The average person, the average income is about 30, per individual is about $32,000 a year before taxes. Mm-hmm. And if, if you are paying taxes and you're doing all this other stuff, you're lucky if you can save $100 a month. If you put that hundred dollars a month in a bank, at the end of the year you'll have twelve hundred some dollars and some and some change. 
But if you found an investment opportunity where you can invest $100 per month, you could get a return anywhere from 8 to 12%, maybe higher. And that money is compounded. And the money in the bank is simple interest. And that'll mean something to some people along the, along, along the line. And, and again, I just go back. In theory, it makes sense, but in practical application, I can't see it happening, Leland, because we see people every day, every day who come to the table and do not have $5,000 to invest in an opportunity or $1,000 to invest in an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And these people have, you know, they're older than 20. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, so I don't take it as a grain of salt. I, I try to sort of kind of like say, okay, but I may not comment on it, but in that we're talking and people are listening, you know, again, I'm not a skeptic, please. I, I'm, I'm not a skeptic. But I want, I want people to listen. Just, just consider if you think, no, no, back up. Lila, this is a, this is, I'm, for those who are listening and those who will listen, my question to you is, what do you think of the concept, the strategy that Leland just mentioned? And, I, and I'd like your feedback. And, and, and let me know why my philosophy is wrong. <laughs> and then I will retract, do some research, and we'll do a presentation on how I put my foot in my mouth and it stayed stuck. <laughs> I don't think I don't think we'll have any issues with it. And you know what? I mean, to be honest, I'd be happy to. You know what? I believe that I believe that um, at a later date, you get you and Marcus are looking to do like some kind of comparison, right? Between oh, yes, Lord, traditional and alternatives, right? Yes, sir. And let me say this: the word traditional is so far fetched because. What's what's what is an older asset, gold or the stock market? You said what is the an older is older. Yeah, which asset is oldest by age? Gold. Gold. Okay. Or the stock market. All right. Yeah, gold. So um which asset is oldest? Um a business or the stock market? A business. Which asset class is older, the uh, real estate or the stock market? Real estate. So, I, so part of the issue is, from a marketing perspective, uh -huh. many financial institutions have coined the phrase for the stock market as to be a quote unquote traditional investment. Uh huh. Uh huh. Absolutely. Common sense. In basic research and basic understands, understanding of history, a person would know that that is not a traditional investment. It's, and again, again, and that's why we have to pay attention to, to what it is that people are saying. It's traditional for the stock market. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm just saying, okay, you go to a financial planner, he or she will mention things that are exchanged um, on the New York Stock Exchange, 
NASDAQ, Standard and Poor's, and, and the derivatives thereof, bonds, and, and that type of stuff, okay? So what we what we want to do what what we want to get ultimately get to the point we want to get to where people will respect what we bring to the table, trust us enough to do some research, and then ultimately join us and say, "Hey, listen, I want to ride this train. I want to be able to to now teach teach not." in the sense of teaching, but I want to be able to teach people um, that they can be better, not by stovepiping. I've used that term before. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you, you, have, you have to diversify. You went to college, you got a college, you went to high school, you got a high school diploma. You didn't just, you did, the, the only course was not English. <laughs> Okay, in college, the only course was not philosophy. I'm, I'm saying that we have to we have to learn to cook with more than a skillet. We have to learn to do more than just fry an egg if we want to eat. Sure. It doesn't mean that we have to be an we have to be a, an expert chef. Okay. But you have to learn to know and to be able to do enough to feed yourself or to take care of yourself. Mm. And if you haven't learned it at home and you didn't learn it in high school, you didn't learn it in college, you're not learning it at work, where are you going to learn it? I don't know. In life. But, but, but see, but life, life is unfair. And, and life is unfair only because we, we, we go back to the educational system, you know, and, and I had a problem with yesteryear growing up in, in the South, in Virginia, um, getting hand-me-down books from the other kids. The books that I was getting was probably three, four years old. But where were standardized tests at that time? They were current. They were teaching concepts, so I was getting an education. But as Huxley said, Huxley said, I was getting a compulsory miseducation. So, so we we have to stop trying to equate everything as an equal or as a norm. A job is a not necessarily a job is a job. What kind of job? What kind of degree is here? What kind of education? What kind of experience? Where where are you? All of those things, Leland, I think, weigh into a the discussion. Because right here we says February home sales fall amid higher mortgage rates prices. Now I saw that and all of a sudden I'm going like, oh man, that's man, that's bad. Well, yesterday I had a guy who wants me to refinance. <laughs> now, now hang on. This, this is this is crazy. <laughs> Trying to get me to refinance. Now, the rates are four four point something. He wants to get me to refinance as if he's going to give me cheaper money than four point something. 
<laughs> now, my rate is already cheaper than four point something. And here's the deal. It's locked for the for the for the length of the mortgage. True or false? True. Okay. Fixed. So right now in the house that I am, am I concerned about a mortgage rate? No. Absolutely not. But, most, he's, mm -hmm, but, he's, but he's concerned about his commission. Yes. Well, what what happens is, you know, because I'm a I'm a vet and I and I got bought my home through the VA, you know, they come in and they say, well, you don't need you don't need a credit check. You don't need this. You don't need that. You don't need an appraisal. You don't need all this other stuff. You know, and I laughed and I said, who the hell do you think I am? Where were you when I was going through all of this? Because Leland, as you know, all of that stuff has been taken care of in my situation is pristine. Have it, you know, I mean, it's, you know, so they want what I got, but I don't want what they got. You feel me? Yeah, but education play, plays a big part of that. Yeah, but I tell you, the lack of education, the lack of education is a monster. Lack of knowledge is a monster. It's a killer. Absolutely. And if we're relying on our friends, our relatives, our brother-in-laws, yeah, if we're relying on those individuals to be the font of knowledge, we're already in trouble. So the rates are going to change. The feds, as we talked yesterday, the feds are trying to ensure that the economy churns along as best it possibly can. And one of the ways to do that is to, in, to increase the, the interest rates. And you increase the interest rates, it's going to do mortgage, credit cards, student loans, all of the, there's a ripple effect on all of that stuff. But who does it, Leland, but here's the deal. Who does, or who is, in, who is personally directly impacted by higher mortgage rates or interest rates? Who, okay, well, that's a trick question. Technically, the consumer. Uh, but, that, but the consumer who's using the products that are affected by the higher rates. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. You know, so. And one of the things we'll look is if we're having, you know, again, I want people to understand something. All rates, R-A-T-E-S, all rates have to take place in the past. That's right. Unemployment rate, more, um, mortgage rates, uh -huh. you know, blah, blah, uh, sale rates, right? The sales numbers, uh -huh. because all these things are something that has to take place in the past. So, for example, we would be order three of the year and they would, they would be talking about uh, unemployment rates that took place in quarter two. So a lot of times when we're reading or we're looking or analyzing something, it's already taken place in mm -hmm. the past. For example, I don't, I don't know if people know this or not, the stock market, the, the stock tickers that we see on the market, that's not what's happening right now on the market. Right. Um, what actually happens is every stock or every company reports to the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission, they submit their financials, their financial books, the reports, uh -huh. 
sued the, the SEC three months later. Okay. Therefore, it's 90 days late. It's a, it's a quarter late. So even what we see on the market on, you know, the tickers, that's not truly what's happening in the bank accounts of those companies. Mm. I'm saying all to just to say this. You know, what's in front of us, right? What's what we're, what we're discussing at this very moment is the impact on home sales. Mm -hmm. Now, home sales were down in February. And if we also know that in March and in April and in May and in June and July, there will be rate increases on mortgage rates, which will then make people qualify for less of a mortgage. Mm -hmm. Then that would only mean that we can assume that prices will either be the same as in February or that they will decline. Can I? And I agree. The wrinkle I want to put in this is uh, some time ago, we were talking about the, uh, the federal government extending the moratorium on foreclosures. And I forget the number of homes that fall into that category. So, the, so that moratorium will be lifted. So people who couldn't make a mortgage payment anyway will now be forced to, to um, sever their relationship with the mortgage with the mortgagor. But Leland, there is a there is a constant um, conveyor belt of homes coming in and on the market, in and on the market, and I think in absolutes absolutes there's a shortage of single family homes in the united states in absolutes there's a shortage of multifamily homes in the united states and one of the reasons for that is people cannot afford cannot afford to buy and we've talked about the different strategies whether it's traditional whether it's FHA, whether it's VA, or what have you, the amount of money people bring to the table and on the, for these for these mortgages will vary. Three hundred thousand dollar house under normal circumstances, you might be looking at four point something percent interest, but a down payment of maybe or, or a down payment of maybe twenty percent could be twenty five percent. And if, if it's VHA, I think you mentioned that it might be three, three and a half percent, $300,000 house, right? But on a VA home, the down payment is zero. So it's not one size fit all, but I just think that we need to be able to make certain that we understand the game that we're playing. Whether it's traditional, whether it's VH, whether it's FHA, whether it's VA, we, we just need to understand and 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 and, um, and make the best decision for your family as far as limited accommodations. And then, if you can't afford a mortgage at that rate, then fine, make a decision because you have done your research. Don't make a decision because you're afraid that I need to get in the market right now because houses are overpriced by anywhere from ten to $25,000, $30,000. Overpriced. So why would you buy an overpriced house and pay additional mortgage interest on it? 
That's right. If you have smart, you just wait. Mm. Now that's not insulting. I don't. I'm not. Please, I'm. I'm not here to insult anybody. I'm just saying we're affected by it, and there's a ripple effect with the interest rates on everything that we do. Okay. But Leela and I are looking at the outlook for uh, for 2022, and it's not that bad. <laughs> right. I'm just saying it's it's really not that bad. Because there have been some, and we're going to get into it. Maybe we can we can leave this one and get into the one where COVID is, is everybody's, you know, that 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 COVID word, where COVID is impacting a lot of what it is that that that's happening. Yeah. Because as I said, there's a cause and an effect. And even without COVID, without COVID, the market, the real estate market has ebbs and flows. Mortgage rate had ebbs and flows. But sometimes what we want to do is to pin a tail on a donkey. We want to, we want to blame it on something. We want to hype something, okay? But at the end of the day, do you think hedge funds, Leland, are backing away from from home home purchases? No, they're more aggressive right now than than, than ever before. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But they got money; they don't have to worry about mortgage rates. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny, but I'm just saying it is what it is. You know, it it, it is it is what it is. Speaking of Hank, speaking of uh, COVID. And yes, being able to afford that leads us to the next part, which is uh, speaking about the workforce and the workplace. Which is crazy. Which is which is crazy. I may have mentioned some time ago that I, I was doing some research on the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. These, these are the big guys. These are the big heads of big businesses in the U.S. And these guys. These, these ethical guys have lobbyists in Washington, D.C., off of K Street or in the D.C. area. And the lobbyists are going across the street to, the, to Congress and lobbying Congress not to increase minimum wage. I mean, did you hear what I just said? They are lobbying Congress to keep wages low, minimum wage at $7.35 an hour. Let me help you. If you're making seven dollars and thirty-five cents an hour, an hour, you cannot, you will not afford a house. Average price of a house now is three hundred and some thousand dollars. You can't afford a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house. You can't afford a hundred thousand dollar house unless you've got other means of income. You won't be able to do it with a job. So th that is that is what it is, but Leland, people were leaving jobs before COVID. Leland, people couldn't find jobs before COVID. Leland, people were afraid to death of losing their job before COVID. But workers are empowered now with COVID. 
Because if COVID is so bad, the unemployment rate, the unemployment, national unemployment rate is going down, even though 38 million people left the workforce since COVID. Hmm. But Leland, you know why they left the job? Why is that? Because they found better jobs. They found that, hey, there were certain employers that were willing to pay more money because, and there's another reason, 38,000 left. Do you have any ideas to how many boomers are going to leave the job market within the next 10 years? Oof, too many. Over 37,000. I mean, 37 million. So all of the companies have to continue, have to find a way to continue to improve their product mix. Labor, skill, technology, techniques, um, management, location. And, and COVID just caused businesses, in my opinion, caused businesses, businesses to be creative. Yeah, in many cases, or businesses that were already going out of out of business to go ahead and do that, basically. Well, think of artificial intelligence is causing robotics and artificial intelligence are causing a lot of jobs in certain industries to disappear. Right. Now, let's just take it closer to home. Hopefully people will understand this. You go into your typical grocery store, your fast food, your, or your typical fast food joint. You go in a grocery store and there used to be 15 or 20 cashiers ringing out your stuff. Now you're lucky if a cash, a live person is on the register because most of the registers are self-checkout. So a lot of people lost their lost jobs because of automation. Go to fast food, you might go to the drive up window, but if you go inside, there's a kiosk. So a lot of people are getting retrained, and that's one of the things that the federal government was trying to do was to create a program where people could become retrained, better trained, more versatile in their in their opportunity in their opportunities and their skill set. And COVID, Leland, COVID make that happen because now people could could become better qualified, better educated remotely. Well, and honestly, that should have been the case for a very long time. Um, one, one, would, one would think. But there's always a cause and an effect. Always. And, and something else that, affect, that affects the job, the workforce, the workforce and the workplace. The U.S. started to modify its immigration policies and standards and visas and all that other stuff. And there's been a lot of discussion about who can and can't, who should and shouldn't come. In companies that use migratory labor, we're constantly, again, getting Congress to make rules, changes, modifications that were friendly to migrant work, work, seasonal migrant workers. And unfortunately, if you were of a certain hue, you stood a better chance of getting into the U.S. with a visa 
than if than another hue. Right. Okay. Now, what is the what is the what's the right answer for immigration? I don't know. But I just know that it impacts people. There are certain people who will not do certain jobs. I don't care what you pay them. But that job still needs to be done. It brings to mind when I was a youngster, there was a there was a man who owned a chicken chicken farm. And uh and it was it was it was Memorial Day weekend, and he was going around trying to find some workers. I was young; I was probably about twelve or thirteen. And he was looking for people to come to clean the chicken coops. And I didn't go. And my dad came home and said, "Well, son, why why didn't you go with Mister So and So?" And I said, Dad, and I, he was going to pay twenty five cents an hour. That was a lot of money back then because I didn't have any twenty five cents was a lot. And I said to him, Daddy, I said, I'm not going to clean chicken stuff for 25 cents an hour. If he wants me to work for him, then he can hire me. I will gather eggs and I will clean the coops. But I'm not going to be hired just to clean the coops. And my dad laughed. He said, son, I, I pity you. And I said, I, I understand. He said, I hope like heck. You get a good education, he said, because I can see now you're not going to work for you with your hands. <laughs> and, and that's all. We will do what we have to do to take care of our family. That's right. What, what we must. Yeah, that, well, that's absolutely correct. You know, and, you know, so work, work matters. But I think we all want to, to have an honest day's work. We want to have some some respect, some dignity in whatever it is that we do. We want to we wanna earn an, an honest day's work or honest pay for an honest day's work. And, and all the guys who are making the rules about, about minimum wage, yeah. I hope like hell that something happens and they have to work for minimum wage. T take away their resources and just give them minimum wage and they got to stay in the hood. Ooh, that's a that's, that, that could be a death sentence for some people. I I, I know. <laughs> I want to say this real quick as we as we go to our la the last part of part of our segment real quick. Hank, you mentioned ebbs and flows, and you, you mentioned cycles. I tried to. I got emotional. <laughs> This is an example of an ebb and flow. This here is an example of a cycle. Right now, um, we have people who are now being lured or lured back into the stock market. Uh -huh. And again, we have to ask ourselves, when, when is enough enough? <laughs> When is enough enough? Because, and, and let me say this: if mm -hmm. you give me, if you give me, um, if you give me a dollar in pennies, and um, and during that process, 
I will not take me out of it. You give Bob a dollar in pennies, and that process, Bob loses 50 pennies. The next week, Bob gains back one penny. Has Bob now made a gain or a loss? He's still down 49 cents. Well, if you're the stock market and that happened, you're up. <laughs> I know. It, it, it's it's sort of sleight of hands. <laughs> okay. Again, if, you know, and again, you know, hey, yeah, you know, I, 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 I have some cryptos and all that stuff. So, but still, if Bitcoin was up at $80 a coin, Bitcoin drops to $32 a coin, and Bitcoin goes up to $40 a coin. Is Bitcoin up or down? <laughs> I'm not answering. <laughs> and, the, and the headlines will say, hey, Bitcoin's up. It's up 10, 10%, or it's up 5%, 3%, whatever. So yeah, that's, but, that's the state of things, so, you know. So. I know, but I bought Bitcoin at 30. No, I didn't. I'm just saying. Hypothetically, I bought Bitcoin at 38,000. Yeah. Okay. Now, it, again, it's. And I thought, I think Bitcoin is different than a normal stock because yeah, <laughs> you, you, you're getting you're getting a coin, but my coin was just devalued. Not yeah, well yeah, it, it has reduced value because Bitcoin used to be sixty some thousand dollars a coin. Now it's about thirty eight. Yeah. So if you bought at sixty, okay. Yep. You bought at sixty, it you know it went down to. 37 and now it's at 42 did you gain or lose hey <laughs> it depends on how the media wants to spin it that's absolutely correct but as individual investor you're going like dang man how many times can this happen plus <sighs> who is the puppet master mm-hmm or who are the puppet masters? Because it's not just one, Leland. Even though we got the stock exchange, there are individuals, not necessarily individual companies, but there are individuals who have phenomenal power to influence the market. Okay. Well, here's what here's what I want to impart as we conclude. When it comes to the financial markets that are monitored in the United States, 90% of those markets are post, it's post data. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, the stock market. And you can you can verify this on your own. Type in any, you know, type in any company that you like that's publicly traded. And then I just want you to, to under your beside your Google search, put financials. Mm. You'll go to their website, and what you're going to see is that they don't submit their financials to the SEC until 90 days after. So therefore, what we're trading on on the market is actual hype, not actual sales that are happening that day. That's not what's happening. We're trading on actual hype, okay? 
COVID numbers, the numbers that we're looking at are still going to be days behind. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not going to be able to give you the, the numbers at the exact same moment. If someone right now sneezed on someone else and they unfor- unfortunately went home and, did, and took a COVID test, that number will not be contributed, contributed to the overall number for people who are quote unquote infected. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, or, under, or under the weather. <clears throat> that person would still at that point have to call in or visit a, a physician to then be verified and then add it to a list. So the amount of people that they're telling you that have the virus or that are impacted by the virus is not, that's not even a true number because mm. someone could, for example, live home alone. They could <laughs> have COVID and never cho- and chose to never get a test. Yeah. Or, the, yeah. Yeah. Or they still chose to go to the grocery store. They said, hey, there's no harm in not knowing. I don't think I have it. I think it's just the flu. Home sales, again, home sales are reported and they're reported again a month later. So you, so none of these things are, are true, accurate numbers, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there's a lag. Yes, you're absolutely there's correct. A lag. There's a lag. So you, you, we, we want to be mindful in knowing, because knowing is half the battle. We'll be mindful in knowing that hey, there is a lab. Now, what you do with now, what you do with the information is up to you. That that was masterful, because I hadn't considered. Because sometimes we we know things intuitively or instinctively, we know stuff. But until someone says it, it doesn't really register. I mean, it doesn't really register. So with the information that people are gaining today, there are sources, there are places to go. Call your local bank and see what the, what the, rate, what the rates are, okay? And find out if you qualify. They will, they will do a pre-qualification based on X, Y, Z. And as I said yesterday, yesterday or before, I may have said it today. First house I bought, the interest rate was 13.25%. 13. Okay. Now, the interest rates are a lot more, but the, but the house cost $130,000. That same house today will be closer to 300 plus because it was a large 2,700 square foot, four bath, I mean, four bedrooms, two car garage, full basement, all that other stuff, okay? But everything is, is, rel- is good, it's relative, mm-hmm. okay? So you don't have to buy the biggest, buy what you can afford. And if you don't have the resources right now, but your goal is to own a home, and you know that the job that you currently have won't allow you to get there, and you have a limited amount of time to gain a new skill, you may not need a new skill, you just need a new plan. 
And that's one of the things, Leland, that we do is, is we help people get from where they are to where they want to be without a lot of time, without a lot of money. And the way for them to figure that out and find that out and see whether or not they apply or they, they are eligible is for them to contact us or contact some other people that, you know, that they either know or have come to, to listen to. Absolutely. 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 And again, ladies and gentlemen, um, we want to remind you all that throughout this year, as a way to empower you, as a way to help you along your journey, that we are having live events on Thursdays and also on Wednesdays. So it's, it's kind of scattered, category. Mm -hmm. And it's at 7 p.m. You are more than welcome to join and register via Zoom. The link mm -hmm. will be in the description. It's a free event. Come ask as many questions, questions as, you, as you have. Um, network uh, like-minded individuals, and we look forward mm -hmm. to seeing you soon. But and, and before we go, Leland, remind them what Marcus and I are doing um, probably at least every week, maybe twice a week, we'll be putting together basically a talk for 10, 15 minutes on traditional investments and alternative investments. And we're trying to give you some information so that you can choose wisely. Absolutely. Because Hank and Marcus both understand that for many people, the reason that most aren't using alternative investments is because many don't know what they are. That's it. Bill, and I think we knocked that out the park today. That's right. Now, some people will take that to mean we hit a home run. I've come to realize that as long as you can get it out the park, it is a home run. It could be a foul tip. It could be a it could be a foul ball. As you know, someone you can throw it over the fence. It doesn't matter. If you get it over the fence, then that's progress. Appreciate you today, my friend. Thank you, sir. We'll see you guys.